here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Shake them ropes for Thursday, June 12th, 2014. This is a breaking news update on the WWE releases. I'm Rob McCarron. We'll be joined by Jeff Hawkins, as well as taking a call later on in the show about the releases today. WWE releasing 11 superstars. We'll get into that. We'll go through the highlights of some of the bigger name stars that were released. We'll question what they might do, where they might go, and who's lucky that they weren't on the list based on what we've been seeing them do on TV lately. So we'll go through that. If you would like to subscribe to Shake Them Ropes, you can do so. We do have the RSS feed up, ready to place into iTunes or any of your podcast programs to be able to get episodes immediately after they are released. Our feed and other information, including call-in information for our call-in shows, is up at shakethemropes.com. You can also follow us at Shake Them Ropes. That's on Twitter, at Shake Them Ropes. You can get our RSS feed, find out when episodes are taping. So if you want to call in and share your thoughts on breaking news stories or the happenings of WWE, you certainly can. Uh, and in fact, we recommend that you do or ask you nicely. Please give your thoughts. Uh, makes for a more interesting show when we can get a bunch of different opinions on news or opinion uh, here on Shake Them Ropes. So please follow us along. You can get that information at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter or shakethemropes.com. We will be right back with Jeff Hawkins. Hello and welcome everybody to this special edition of Shake Them Ropes special i don't know if it's in a good way or a bad way because of the reason we're doing this show today uh, rob mccarran here jeff hawkins as always also on the line jeff how are you today uh, it's it's bad news it's always bad news when someone loses their job i'm sorry you can't you know right yeah and that's why we're here uh wwe cut bait on a few uh guys today and by a few i mean 10 11 11 yes that's right one late roller there at the end 10 guys one female no longer calling wwe their home uh some may be going away from the wrestling business some you'll probably see on your local indies sometime soon some may be going overseas but we're going to discuss that and also see if we get any uh phone calls thoughts on the subject today um jeff when the releases started coming out and wwe was just you know, updating their page like crazy because it started with about five names, I believe. Then it was the sixth, then the seventh, then the eighth. It was slowly trickling out. What were you first thinking when you saw these releases happening? When I first saw the releases that were yeah. happening, I, 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 my first thought is all these guys that you now call mid-card are now, are now at the bottom of the pile. That's, that's That was my first thought. Um, 
you know, I, I've I've long had issues with how, you know, WWE just seems to have this habit of keeping a lot of guys around. Whereas it's just like numbers and it's just next guy up, next fresh thing and just replacing them with fresh instead of building people. But, mm-hmm. you know, my, my actually my first thought was, well, now Dolph Ziggler is the new Jinder Mahal. Congratulations. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so instead um, of instead of guys moving up, it's, you know. Instead, it's going to be guys moving down and then the fresh guys moving in to take over the places of where the guys who are moving down from. It's not it's not upward mobility. It's more, you know, we'll put you in. We'll give you something. That's not terribly strong unless, you know, you're one you have these two or three qualities or two of the three qualities and we'll see how you float. And then, you know, we'll not really do much. And uh and then you'll uh you'll find your way down to being a guy. I mean, most of these guys weren't on I mean they weren't surprises. Nobody surprises me anymore, to be honest with you. Um I thought Camacho might be kept around because he had just started getting stuff on NXT. Um the three MB guys, definitely a shock because I mean I, you remember I sent you that YouTube video? I mean, that was – they do great stuff. It, it, it's kind of a no-win situation. They ask you to be entertaining, and when you're entertaining, they say, well, you're not making any money, but you're not making any money because you're just merely being entertaining. So, Yeah, the the 3MB guys uh, were a little bit of a surprise. We'll go ahead and we'll run down the uh, the names and kind of talk about each one that was released here. We'll start with the 3MB guys. Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre were released today. I would say that was the biggest surprise of the releases to me um, because, yeah, they've been getting TV time and sure they're comic heels and their foils of uh, what they've been doing with Los Matadores, who are still employed right now. Um, but the day of their release, I think this is their peak in popularity. They've just been getting more and more over for what they've been doing with the six man tag. So that to me was a little surprising releasing those two guys two of the younger guys not only on the roster but also in this pack i believe uh drew mcintyre and jinder mahal were the two youngest guys that were released today uh so jinder mahal and drew mcintyre gone well the the thing about drew drew had that albatross of being you know that having that whole vince mcmahon hand-picked guy storyline and then, and then not panning out Kill him and and gender having the racial stereotype. Thing. But 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 once they got into three MB, I mean, they were turning this crap sandwich into something really kind of you know I mean watchable at least. Yeah. If you weren't entertained by three MB, you know, at times, especially if you were watching like the stuff they were doing on Backstage Pass and that behind the music special they did and the stuff they were doing on SmackDown with Hornswoggle recently. If you weren't entertained by that, at least, or at least, you know, at least saw it as watchable compared to other stuff, I don't know what to tell you. And, you know, it's it's another thing where you go, okay, well, then now who are your comical goofs? Because even comical goofs, you do it for long enough, you start to get a begrudging respect from the audience for being comical goofs as, you know the continued employment of Santino probably shows, you know, I mean, you remember when Brock Lesnar destroyed three MB, how awesome three MB made Brock Lesnar look. 
Oh, sure. I mean, they, they do their job well. It, it's just they, they, they get that mentality of here's what, how we look at you. And, and they don't really, I don't really think they see the positives at time or, you know, or they see, you know, future potential, not what's going on right now. So those two, you know, probably a mistake in my opinion. I think you could probably find other dead weight all around this roster to cut if you're looking to cut bait. And I never want to see people lose their jobs, but you know, those two, those two wouldn't be on, on my short list, but you know, I'm not the boss. You are not the boss. Yes. Uh, Drew McIntyre had been around since 2007, and that's a theme with many of the uh, the superstars released today. Been around for longer than some may have uh, may have thought. Uh, he did have that big push as the chosen one for a little bit. What I'm going to miss most about them is not their run in 3MB, but Drew McIntyre's music was awesome. And we oh, didn't get yeah. it enough. The long build-up music. Out of time. Out of time. So say goodbye. Yeah, Yeah, that was was great. The the Broken Dreams uh, one. Yeah, no, that was uh, was pretty good. That was was great music, but lo and behold, it's no longer with us unless they give it to someone else in a few years. And Drew Drew had the the ex-wife issue. I think that that didn't help him in the eyes of uh, alpha maledom within the WWE hierarchy. But go figure. Drew McIntyre released today. Taryn Terrell still in TNA, just running rampant. Okay. I don't know. I don't think she's been around much in TNA either, but she's coming back. Um, Yeah, so that was uh, 3MB. Heath Slater still around, which is good news, not just for him, but uh, Heath, I still felt, was the most entertaining in that group, and you can't lose him from the JBL and Cole show. Heath Slater just makes everybody he's in the ring with look awesome. I... I I'm one of those people during the Nexus reign. I really like that tag team of him and uh, Justin Gabriel. I thought that was a great team that could have gone somewhere if had they kept kept it around for a bit. You know, just you know, as one of those light cruiserweight type tag teams that do moves. You may not care or not remember Mister Hughes, but give Curtis Hughes some credit. Train- I love. I love Curtis Hughes. Trained Heath Slater, trained A.R. Fox. They're not Curtis, doing too bad for themselves. Curtis Hughes, the wrestler, does nothing for me, but but when I was younger, I always thought his look was badass yeah. and whatnot. I, I loved it. I thought I mean I mean he always had that credibility as a bodyguard, but we are not here to talk about Curtis Hughes. Let's let's go on to someone else. We will get to the next name. We do have someone on the line currently. Who it's apparently me. I'm dialing. <laughs> I don't I don't know what happened there. Uh caller, you're on Shake Them Ropes. Your name and where you're calling from. Hey, this is Chris Harrington. I'm calling from St. Paul, Minnesota. Look who it Mookie! is. It's Mookie Gana. Mookie, what's today? up with you today? Oh, not much. Just, you, en- uh, you enjoying the uh I don't know if enjoying the is the right bad. word, but it's uh it's always fun when there's a, a set of data to crunch and something to look at. And uh, of course the era has ended with JTG, so mm-hmm. that is a uh, notable I think it's interesting that JTG, Drew, and Kurt were all like 22 when they started with WWE, you know, back 2006, 2007. So it's kind of incredible that all three of them are 30 years old or younger. Jinder Mahal's only 28. Yeah. You know, they, that it's, it's just kind of shocking when you think of some of these guys, you know, their wrestling career might be mostly over and they're not even 30 years old yet. Yeah, it's that Chris Masters type thing where it's just like, hey, we just got some time under our belts and we're really just getting good at this. And now, ah. Eh. We don't see any money in you. See you later. Well, 
I mean, we did get almost eight years with JTG, Brodus Clay, Kurt Hawkins, <laughs> Drew, six years with Evan, five years with Yoshi, four years with Oksana, three did, did years we with really get eight, Did we really get eight years with JTG, or did we get like we, two years and then six years on the sideline? He had 450 matches, which is actually like the second most of the whole group of people. Wow. Okay. I know, well, I think what it is is we forget that the the crime time run mm-hmm. was yeah. really a lot of matches, and then also it, people always forget he got fired during the crime time run technically yeah. for when they stripped the refs. And you know the only one I feel bad for, really bad for, is Camacho. Partially because I'm just a huge Haku mark, but partially because mm-hmm. he really wasn't on the roster for very long. I think less than three years. He's only 31. You know, it was just never clear what they wanted to do with him, but uh, I do hope he kind of finds a second home. I think a lot of these guys will water will rise to its own level, right? You know, I think most of them who deserve to go get somewhere are going to get somewhere. You, you but, and I are both Haku marks. I, I love Mang Haku, and I'd love to see him get that kind of gimmick. Um, for me. Oh, go ahead. I had the dream that there'd be, you know, Shakara's going to book like a father and son's tournament where we'll get Diviathis <laughs> and the Hakus and like four other wrestling pairings come together at last see for me the one i feel bad for and this is going to sound odd to a lot of people i feel bad for brodus clay because brodus clay if, if you remember um you know when they brought him up originally from nxt as uh whose bodyguard was he alberto's oh. yeah and he was a killer, and then they took him off for a while, and then they started those, those video packages of him just being this monster that was destroying people, and everybody was looking forward to that. And they kept running that and going, next week, Brodus Clay, next week, Brodus Clay, next week, Brodus Clay. And then he gets the Ernest Miller music, and everybody's like, what is this garbage? Comes out dancing like a fool, which totally undermines everything they had built him up to be. And then he, you know... Uh, Rob, you've always had the complaint about uh, Rose that he wasn't buying fully into his character. Brodus Clay, when he was like yelling uh, suplex, baby, and, and doing all that stuff in the ring, looked like he was having a blast and buying into it. And then they told him to tone that down, which really kind of, you know, took any balls from him. I mean, it's one of those things where it's where it's we expect you to be this and then we change our mind and we expect you to be this, and you keep doing what they say, and by doing what they say, you're actually undermining yourself. So, I, I mean, and, he, and his short run here in NXT towards the end of his run was pretty darn good, I thought, too. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. I mean, I think in terms of being a, a character, it's kind of the question of would you rather be Kozlov or would you rather be Scotty Tuhati? You know, one of them's yeah. going to be able to play for the kids for many, many years, and one of them's going to be booked as a big monster and get to go to pay-per-view, and then probably has a real short shelf life. So I think Brodus Clay at least got the advantage of, of you know, the gimmick where they want to bring you on the road because you can, you know, go dance with the kids in the middle of the ring. But, yeah, your credibility is always going to be shot because of that. Yeah, Brodus Clay, Bro, yeah, Clay as a heel, you know, if, if, the, if this were the territory days, he'd be one of those Paul Jones guys that you just bring in for a short run so he's a monster and you put him up against, you know, Jimmy Valiant or what have you. The challenge always is, though, that when you get guys that are real big, you know, like him and Albert, when they were teaming together, I remember when they started off against the Wyatts, the challenge is, you know, you're not going to necessarily make the other guys look like big imposing giants because you got two other gigantic men in the ring. So it's tough to be kind of a low-card jobber when you're, uh, when you're a giant guy in the ring, you know? Yeah. Like you got to be the monster. you got to be nothing at all. So, you know, who knows what the attitude with all these guys are? I mean, everyone feels bad for Yoshitatsu, who, you know, seemed like he really gave up a promising Japanese career to come and do this. And 
they never really found a, a way to fire in all cylinders with him. Yeah, they yeah. never they never really gave him much of a shot. Just on the Brodus Clay thing, you talk about these characters who can play for the kids, like a Scotty Too Hottie, like they tried to bring Eugene back at some point. Brodus Clay is very well a guy who could be brought back in five years if he's still in wrestling as like a nostalgia type deal, uh, similar to Val Venus when he came back. I mean, just someone who's when his music hits, just comes out as the happy go lucky Brodus Clay, and all of a sudden he's back and as popular as he was before. Also, on the lit- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, Santino, Santino gets the boot. That's definitely who I'd want to have on my phone dial. Yeah, why not? Just it, it's a matter of if he's going to stay in wrestling, though, because he was a bodyguard before this. Uh, there's real, really no alternative unless he wants to do some uh, one-off bookings, you know, off his WWE run for maybe the next six months. Uh, I don't see him really going to Japan and being successful, but maybe he does. I don't know. Uh, this could be a guy who just goes out of wrestling and, and isn't in the game in a year. Oh, I think Inoki will call him up in like two years from now, and it'll be him versus like uh, Sylvester Turquet, the Predator, mm-hmm. wrestling for IGF or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> well, we're not gonna have we're not gonna have a reunion of the uh, New Japan Super Dragons with uh, Tanahashi. Tanahashi. <laughs> Chris, let me ask you, is there anyone on the roster currently, and obviously you've done a lot of work on the numbers, pretty rapid fire today, anyone on the roster when we have 11 guys released that you're surprised didn't get their walking papers today? Uh, I I think I called out some people that I said, you know, who's been employed for more than seven years with the company, so that's going to be Cody Rhodes, Goldust, Sheamus, Cena, Sandow, Orton, Ziggler, Kingston, Big Show, Daniel Bryan, Kane, Miz, R-Truth, Darren Young, Mark Henry, Batista, Zack Ryder, Layla, RVD, Christian, Rey Mysterio, Santino, Kali, Punk, if he's still employed at all, uh, Hornswoggle, Triple H, Jason Albert, a.k.a. Albert, uh, Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, and uh, Connor from NXT. So, you know, Connor from NXT is already 34. He's had, you know, this is the second time he's been with the company. Ryder is always going to be at the bottom of the list. R-Truth. You know, it's incredible. He's in the shape and he he's in for his age and his time with the company. Um, and then Albert seems like he's transferring into kind of a uh, broadcasting role. And you have Layla, who's already 37. So if Darren Young and Tamina weren't injured right now, I would feel, you know, they would probably be on the uh, the possibility list. And uh, Connor, you know, for people that watch a lot of NXT, just say the Ascension's pretty boring. He seems to be kind of really boring are they ever going to do anything with them but then again you know people said the same thing with bo dallas are they ever going to call him up and you know we see him on tv now so never say never yeah connor's Um, connor's the one i would say they're they've spent so much time on this gimmick and put them so over that they're at least going to give them a chance in wwe well you could have said that about leo krieger and the next thing you know he turns around and suddenly he's adam rose so just saying that they sure. spent a lot on the gimmick doesn't prove anything to us these days. That's true. I, I am a bit surprised they did not cut at least one NXT announcer, either, you know, Saxton, even Regal, who's great, I think. But, you know, Albert and Riley, they, they just have this glut of announcers that uh, they don't seem to know, you know, what they want to put where. Um, well, and a lot of it, too, is, you know, these things come up on contract cycles. And- yeah. So if you're under a three-year contract cycle, you're usually in kind of the clear. It's after that three-year period where, you know, your contract might be getting up to the range. I mean, let's see here, 11 guys. You figure 
even if they're only making a hundred grand on average between them all, which is probably a fair number considering about half of them were on TV, half of them weren't. Um, so some making more than a hundred grand, some making less, that's a million bucks right there. So a million bucks is equal to like 10,000 annual WWE network subscribers. So uh, they might've just uh, fired 11 people, but they don't have, they have 10,000 less people they have to get. So they're that True. much closer to being profitable. Yeah. Not. <laughs> yeah. This, this is actually the, the, you know, the, 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 uh, the trend in my industry right now is to cut overhead with support staff and do that. So, you know, it's, it's the same thing in almost any business. There were a few minor surprises on here. I'm surprised Evan Bourne a little bit. I'm, you know, they could have used him in NXT with this current kind of high flyer uh, influx that they're doing for, to make Adrian Neville look good. And, you know, but, the rebirth of Tyson kid and uh, yeah, but it's Sammy the same Zane and, at the same time, Chris mentioned it. He's been around. Yeah. Evan Bourne debuted in October of 2007. He's been around so much. He already had two wellness failures, which I don't True. think a lot of people remember. Uh, he had those failures. He's been around forever. Are you going to put him in NXT and be a developmental guy again? Well, the, not, 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 not for the purpose of making him a star, but for a purpose of making stars within NXT. You're always going to need those guys as well. They got Tyson Kidd for it now, it seems okay. like. Yeah, I, I just don't know how many of those guys you put, especially, uh, you know, the we the wellness failures. And for all we know, he's he may be medically cleared, but he had a pretty severe foot injury. He may yeah. never be the same guy he was. Mark Harris is relatively new, I think. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the, the wellness is, is really one of the big ones to bring up there, which is we don't know if there's any connection to any of that, too, with these guys where, you know, if these guys are getting pot fines left or right or anything else that they might be. Uh, you know, on the shit list because of that, or sure. like you said, out of sight, out of mind, right? So mm -hmm. if you, you haven't been on television for a year, it's amazing Big Zeke lasted as long as he did. You know, it's amazing Mason Ryan lasted as long as he did because once you get kicked off television and you're not on really Vince's mindset anymore, it, you're already, you're, you, the timer goes. Absolutely. Um, Chris, I know you, uh, I know you wouldn't be able to be uh, staying for long because you have plans tonight. Um, so I don't want to I don't want to keep you on and drag you uh, away from your things to do. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you for all yep. the. Uh, if you aren't following Mookie Ghana on Twitter or following WrestleNomics, you're not doing yourself a good a very good service. Uh, the numbers you were putting out today in such rapid fashion was was quite the background on these releases. You know what was it? Uh, was it Drew McIntyre who's one and fifty four? In his record, this I think I saw that one. I was just stunned because I remember the one win he had, but I could not believe that was the only one he had. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like Oksana the year before had like a TV record of something like two and fifty or something. So it is it is kind of hilarious sometimes when you look at the TV records on these guys. But always a good time. To, good to talk to you, Jeff. Good to talk to you, Rob. And have a great day, guys. Thank talk you so much, Chris. Thanks, Mookie. Bye bye. Follow Mookie Ghana on Twitter. You can find his Twitter handle by following us at shake them ropes. Uh, yeah, I was, I'm seeing the releases come out and then Chris is posting on Facebook, all the, you know, the numbers with their records and, and who's been doing what. And like Drew McIntyre was one and 54 OMG mm. just this year too. We're only halfway through the year. Imagine the record he could have compiled. Yeah. You know, I, you know, and one we haven't touched on that I've, Kind of wanted to get Mookie's input on, but there aren't any real stats for this. But uh, you got to give it up for the longevity of Teddy Long in this industry. Oh, yeah. Sure. Because, I mean, he was around 
when I was at NWA, when he was the the referee there, you know, and doing ring and being a gopher, surviving for that long through WCW behind the scenes. When he got picked up by WWE, transitioning well from referee to on-screen character to GM, manager, whatnot. I'm kind of shocked that, uh, and I wouldn't be shocked if this was just more or less early retirement, because I believe he is around 65 or so. He is 66, yep. 66. And, you know, I'd, I'd kind of be shocked if, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of odd they wouldn't just, you know, phase him out and keep him behind the scenes as, a, you know, a guy who's been there, done that, who could give a little bit of input and, you know, but I guess, you know, you have your downtown Brunos and uh, Brooklyn Brawlers for that. The the morning has been coming in fast and furious over the end of 3MB. Um, yeah. I think after, of all the names, where I thought Evan Bourne may have gotten the most talk, especially because what he can do after his WWE tenure, I think a lot of fans are going to be excited for. Uh, really, it's 3MB that's dominating the talk about these releases today. Well, it's one of those things where, um, you know, it, it they've been on TV on both major shows weekly mm-hmm. quite a bit, especially to get a crap gimmick like Los Matadores over. And, you know, just to be, you know, geeks that, you know, the stars run through. So it's kind of shocking that they wouldn't keep those types of guys around to continue doing that, especially for newer guys. Um, yep. So we've mentioned most names just to give the complete list. Uh, we did have Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre released. Yes. Uh, Mark Harris, the referee, uh, was released. He's relatively new, isn't he? Or am I he was in uh, he was in NXT for a little while, but they're starting to. I would say he's the one that's gotten more chances on Raw than the yeah. other NXT referees that they've been cycling in and out. Now um, is he the one with the with a brother? Or was that just another ref in the system? The I can't remember. The other, <laughs> I hate to use this term, the other black ref, was that his brother? I don't believe so. Okay, because the other, okay, cause that guy's brother is, is a ref in the system. I just want to make sure I didn't have my my African-American referees all mixed up, and I did. So Yeah, that's the one name. I'll uh, find the one who goes by Derek Moore Okay, um, is the referee that I would imagine you're talking about. Right. Um, yeah, I, well, you bring in, uh, you know, Dan Angler, who used to be Rudy Charles in TNA. Uh, right. You have Jason Harding from ROH and Dragon Gate USA down there. Um, you just brought in Drake Younger to be a referee, and you brought in Dan Echos to be a referee a little bit ago. And you're bringing in so many young guys and guys who used to be wrestlers uh, that, uh, yeah, I mean, if you weren't making it on the main roster, you did one thing wrong, you probably weren't likely to stay for a while. Um so that was uh, that was Mark Harris. He's gone. Little Nate, little Nate holding people down backstage. Little Nate's still there. <laughs> still there. Uh, we had so we had those guys. Kurt Hawkins, of course, released. So one half of the Major Brothers when they came up. My cousin. Yep. Kidding. He's done. Yeah. He is no longer with us in the WWE. Now he's a guy that I see staying in wrestling for a while. Oh yeah, wasn't he doing a pro wrestling syndicate? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, Pro Wrestling uh, Syndicate, I believe, already has them on their next show. Okay. So that didn't take very long. Um, I'm hoping Bourne comes over to PWG so I can watch him. Very well could happen. He might be driving there on his way right now. Sweet. He might be there right now, for all I know. Um, Waiting at VFW Hall. Might be in Vegas <laughs> in a couple of weeks. He's got nothing else to do. Sweet. Um, 
Kurt Hawkins, uh, Evan Bourne, of course, we mentioned, uh, 31 years old. Shocked when I actually took the time. I was doing the research on how long each of these guys had been here. Um, I knew most of them had been around for a while. I did not realize Evan Bourne started in 2007. I thought it was late 2008, early 2009. Um, yeah, he's been there for quite some time. His last TV match was in January of 2012. So he has not been on TV for over two and a half years, um, or almost two and a half years. Uh, Brodus Clay, 34 years old. He is gone. That was his second tenure in WWE. Uh, mm-hmm. He started in 2007, was released, came back. Um, as we mentioned, he was a bodyguard for uh, Snoop Dogg before. I mean, he very well may get out of the business and start doing private security again. Faux shizzle. Oksana, the 32-year-old Lithuanian, <laughs> is no longer with us. She started in 2009. Yeah, um, Rosa Mendez still survives. Well, I, I guess it was the right move getting on Total Divas. Yep. You know, that was the good move. And, you know, Chris mentioned Jason Albert. It was a good move for him to, uh, I don't know if he brought it up to transition into doing announcing, but whatever got him into that gig, it was the perfect timing. I'm wondering if the crazy gimmick saved uh, Alicia Fox. I'm wondering too, one. you know, if if doing something like that uh, helped her out. Um, you know, Oksana will be mostly remembered for uh, her NXT promos when she was in the original NXT or the women's NXT. Uh, the what is llama promo. <laughs> Do you remember that I'm, one, Jeff? Uh, vaguely. I'm going to remember her for breaking someone's face. Well, that was the second thing. She's going to be remembered <laughs> for the what is llama promo and costing Naomi the divas championship yeah. by breaking her face into, uh, what was not a big surprise. Although some people might real th- or think it's a surprise because of how long he lasted. JTG only 29 years old. If the uh, internet's responsible for that, f off, all of you. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Well, you know, it might have been one of those Jimmy Wang Yang situations where he didn't realize JTG was still under contract, and they finally found him. Could have been something like that, or it could have been they had eleven guys to call, and he was just the last one. Okay. Um, the twenty-nine years old started in two thousand six as the neighbor hoodie. Wow. Yep. Two thousand. I didn't realize it was that young. Jeez. Yeah, I uh, especially because he's been around for so long. But, yep, only 29 years old. Uh, he was last on TV in September, losing to Santino. Didn't really have much once Shad Gaspard left. I mean, once the crime time broke up, he was basically on his own and peaked with crime time. Nothing yeah, else they, wanted to do. I, I, I seem to recall when they, when they cut Shad, uh, who everybody thought would be the – if they were going to cut someone, they'd be that they'd keep – shad because he was bigger but uh they were there was hope for jtg to be in that every five years or so they bring up that new cruiserweight thing that they're going to be doing uh because they really liked his matches but there's no uh, yeah we've pretty much determined there's no cruiserweight thing the cruiserweight show that they're doing on the network is nxt yeah they're they're never gonna no come up. I, that's that's what your show is is nxt absolutely uh teddy long as you mentioned 66 years old uh started holla, holla, player. Started in the NWA and WCW, came into the WWE in 1998 as a referee, and then slowly worked his way into becoming a manager. Uh, he was the manager of Rodney Mack, if you remember that one. <laughs> and Jazz. Yeah. Yep. And D'Lo Brown. Here my favorite, my favorite run of his was either Doom or the Skyscrapers in NWA. I thought he was just a perfect... Uh, I mean, he wasn't as good as Woman with either of those teams, or with, uh, with Doom, but... Uh, he played it quite well. He was easily hateable. That's when the peanut head chant 
came up for Teddy Long, as I seem to recall. Newer fans might remember him from having the heart attack at his wedding. Oh, God. <laughs> that gif is the best thing. You may remember him from that. Who knows? Uh, Camacho, the son of Meng, Haku. Um, I don't think there's a man that, you know, between me, you, and Chris, we were all Meng fans. Oh, huge. Meng with the Tongan grip, especially in WCW. I remember a WCW Saturday night where Goldberg and Meng was the main event. And me, the 12-year-old kid I was, actually thinking this could be the end of the streak. Here comes oh. Meng. He's going to stop this new kid, Goldberg. Meng just had that badass quality, that, that credibility, that, that, you know, that he, he could kill you. That his, every look he had made him look like more of a badass. Like he had the, he kind of had the Curtis Hughes look for a while when he was teamed with, uh, uh, who was it, Colonel Parker, and uh, was doing the war games then. Um, he was kind of a protector for Bunkhouse Buck and I believe Terry Funk and Arn Anderson at the time. And then he started doing that kind of Polynesian Afro look that just made him look like a wild man. I love Ming. Yeah. Love me some Ming. It was good stuff with, uh, good stuff with Ming. Uh, what's crazy is in his entire run, at least in WCW and then his last run in WWF. And even before then you didn't hear him talk. I mean, he would always have a mouthpiece for him or he just wouldn't talk at all. Uh, Guy can speak perfectly fine, but he was the crazy guy. I mean, he's what Umaga was. He was the guy that you're going to let your imagination run wild with this guy being just an out-of-control monster. If, if you ever saw that Simpsons episode with the Yakuza, he's the dude in the white suit where he's not saying anything, but Marge, you know he's going to do something awesome in a few moments. Can we just keep watching him? <laughs> yeah, it's... uh, Well, his son... uh. Didn't get that big of a chance. Only started in 2009, so he's, compared to the rest of these guys, relatively newer. Um, now, is Tama Tonga in New Japan his brother? I believe I'm right on that one. So, everyone in wrestling Sorry. is a brother of somebody. I don't well, know. Every, I, he, every, very, he very well may be. Every um, Samoan is related. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, you'd always repackage those two, come in and feud with the Usos and have some Samoan on Samoan crime. He very well may be. Uh, give, give those give those to the old Uso gimmick where they're where they're you know the Samoan they're basically the well spoken Samoan gangsta party. But uh, he is the adopted brother of Camacho. Okay. Yes. Okay. He was adopted by Mang, superstar Mang, Bullet Club. Here's, here's your here's your new daddy, Mang. Oh, <laughs> well, he wasn't going to get out of line. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, God. God, the rumors of Mang being oh. the toughest man alive for so long. I mean that. That never talking on TV really helped him out. Clean up this spill now. What if I don't? Yeah. Okay, I'll do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Um, just to, uh, well, we'll complete the list. The last name on the list is Yoshitatsu. Uh, Chris alluded to everyone being sad. I mean, he's 36 years old. Doing uh, arm drags in NXT. Yeah, it's not so much, uh, kind of mentioned this with Evan Bourne, is Yoshitatsu started in developmental, ended in developmental. You can never say that he was really a main card guy for any, you know, for any long stretch. Um, just a long seven years for him. And yeah, he probably did get uh, a good New Japan or Japanese career taken away from him because he wanted to fill his dreams uh, in the prime. Then it's, then it's not taken away. Then he chose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not so much taken away is that he gave it up. 
He gave up yeah, what could have been a promising career. I think he had a decent two-week run when word got win that he beat the crap out of Sheamus. But other than that... Not do you so know much. That sto- from- do you know that story? Go ahead and tell everyone that story. I guess uh, this is when uh, they were all kind of relatively new still, and uh, they were roommates. I forget who the third roommate was, but... Uh, Drew. Drew. Oh, Drew was? Okay. And then uh, the rumor was that Seamus was kind of getting a big head about himself because he was workout partners with Triple H and uh, was kind of bullying Yoshitatsu using his blender or something to that effect and, you know, basically said, what are you going to do about it? And Yoshi just beat the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, was, uh, sometimes that helps you in your career. It didn't help JTG. Well. Long term. Did JTG beat someone up? Or, uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Yoshi. Yeah, well, but he didn't have the two of the three qualities or so. Right. You have to have that alpha maleness in order to, you know, alpha male credibility. Mm-hmm. And Yoshi didn't have it because he's an Asian wrestler and they don't, you know, they don't do well with those gimmicks with the exception of like maybe a month of Hakushi. Am I wrong? No. Okay. Never. Like that, that's the one thing old NWA did better than WWF at the time. I mean, because Muda was a killer, you know, Liger was a killer and he didn't, they didn't have to speak or be entertaining or anything to that effect. You just make them badasses and, oh, look, they're getting over. What a shock. How novel a concept. So just going through the, uh, of course, all these guys are on Twitter pretty much, um, going through some of the Twitter updates, JTG. After WWE.com breaking the news that he had been released, he was the last name. Uh, I should have released. picked up my phone. Damn, why I pick up my phone. <laughs> has one... At least he has a sense of humor about it. Oh, yeah. He has 1,700 people have favorited that tweet, including <laughs> Mr. CM Punk. Your favorite guy. Mark Henry was tweeting some different things today because it's his birthday. So he tweeted, uh, thanks for all the birthday wishes. He tweeted a photo of him uh, as the world heavyweight champion. And then he tweeted a photo of him uh, seemingly from today or very recently of him in a gym. And the comment was, here we stand 18 years in August, still here. And Kurt Hawkins especially took umbrage to that tweet on a day where his colleagues are getting fired. He's tweeting about how he's made it. Um so who knows if it was on purpose or if he was commenting on the releases or just, you know, doing something for his birthday. But Kurt Hawkins didn't like that tweet. And speaking of Kurt Hawkins, well, it's, it's, it's the old major league. Uh, oh, yeah. Where, yeah, you, yeah. Where, where, where you're not where you don't celebrate while guys are dying and going to the minors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Kurt Hawkins schedule is filling up fast. He's been tweeting all day. Uh, he has been added to pro wrestling syndicate. Um, he's going to be wrestling for JCW, which I'm going to assume means Jersey championship wrestling, but I'm not inquire. I'm not entirely might, sure on that. I'd be juggalo. Uh, ger- it is Jersey championship wrestling. I just okay, I'm found wrong that on out. That, man. It could have been yeah. juggalo. It, I wouldn't have been surprised at that at all. Um, he has been added to a show including Val Venus. So he's getting work and apparently he's going to wrestle Danny Demento. Who knows about that? Um, Damien Demento or Danny Demento? Danny Demento. Okay. Local Northeastern, uh, Northeastern jobber type indie wrestler. Keep talking. Yes, I will. Because this is the big news. He has been added, as we mentioned, to the next pro wrestling syndicate show. He's got a booking for beyond wrestling, but he has tweeted out 
a comment about PWG. PWG 11, Kurt Hawkins and Evan Bourne, question mark? So you may be getting Kurt Hawkins coming your way at some point. (laughs) You're still on Kurt Hawkins. (laughs) Still on Kurt Hawkins. Sorry, I had a package. I had to get Okay. Yeah, I'm still on Kurt Hawkins because I'm telling you that Kurt Hawkins might be coming your way and he's tweeted out some teasers. Uh, he's also uh, going the, by his going by the name of Brian Myers. No, uh, the mighty Hawkins name must continue. Yep. The, the Prince of Queens, Brian Myers, will be coming to a town near you and he is declining any podcast requests unless your name is Colt Cabana. So if you're a podcast host out there and want Kurt Hawkins for your show, don't bother, it sounds like. Hey, Kurt, remember when we did that funny thing? Yeah, Colt. <laughs> Not to bash anyone's show or anything like no, that. No, I, I love Colt's show. It's just sometimes they get uh, he, he they get hung up in inside jokes and whatnot. But I, I love that show. Don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to be mildly no, I amusing. Do, I know. And very, I'm failing, failing miserably at times. Very good. Uh, very good stuff. What's the biggest... Bummer of a news story this week as far as the pro graps and the mixed martial arts goes. Is it Chael Sonnen's retirement and subsequent or uh or leaving the UFC 175 show, or is it the WWE news this week? Oh, Chael. Chael. Because uh, it directly affects us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I, I love Chael Sonnen, but, uh, and I don't necessarily love any of these guys. Let me double back real quick. Did Mookie say that Danielson had been with the WWE since 2007? Or are we not counting the first time he was fired or? Okay. If sorry, are we not counting it? Well, he, he was saying he was part of the class of 2007 that had been mm-hmm. around there for a number of years. I was like, well, he had been fired twice, so <laughs> but he was he was in developmental in the early 2000s. Okay. Um, but 2009 is you know this run that we know him from started in 2009. Okay. Cool. Yep. Um, and then of course he was. Fired in between halfway in there. But yeah, there was a uh, Drew McIntyre. Um, the JTG hey, firing that he mentioned. J- I remember JTG crime time getting fired for a very brief period and then going yeah. on indies. And it was a pretty big deal. Uh, yeah, I because, completely because forgot were, about that until today. They, they were getting pushed with Cena at that point, weren't they? Right, they, yeah. they, they, they stripped down a referee to, as a rib or something to that effect. And they got in trouble for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was one of those Danielson firings where it's about three months. Yeah, not too long. Go learn your lesson, come back and know how to know how to be PG. So TNA is coming up on Slammiversary. Um, <laughs> T- I mean, they've been letting guys go who have been with them forever because they were making a little bit more money. Uh, do you see anyone in this crop of releases going to TNA? With all that we know about them, with them having financial constraints, with them booking smaller, lesser-known guys. Uh, new new spokesperson for the MVP stable, Teddy Long. Yeah? No, I don't. Uh, maybe Evan Bourne for a match or two, but, no, you know, not anybody long-term necessarily. Yeah, Evan Bourne seems to me like the guy who's going to go the AJ Styles route, and instead of being stuck in TNA, he's going to have a wealth of offers from ROH, from Dragon Gate USA. Uh, he could very well go to Japan for some time, too. Um, he's going to have options if he's still wrestling and if he's into it. Yeah. Uh, the question is, uh, we don't know because he hasn't wrestled since January of 2012. Maybe Yoshitatsu can go there for a short spell, play like a driver, and then become uh, New Japan champion. Yeah, I, uh, I'm just looking at the names, and 
Some of these guys are going to want too much money than what they're paying for, and rightfully so, probably. Well, all these guys are going to have to be re- – if they go to, like, a TNA, they're going to have to be repackaged somehow, and then that's just going to further denigrate their character. I could see them going to Jeff Jarrett's promotion. I can see them going start. to Jarrett's promotion, yes. I just don't see anyone in this group except maybe Camacho, maybe. Um, just because he's young, he was really just an NXT guy. Uh, I could see Camacho maybe going. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think TNA, a lot of people say, oh, we're going to see these guys in TNA soon. I just no. don't think that's a viable option these days no. for main roster guys being released. No, unless they just want to be guys there that uh, that wrestle. They're not going to be stars. Or, I mean, they're going to sign them for the minimum and bring them in to make the guys that they have. I mean, they're not doing a lot with the guys they have right now in TNA. So, you know, you bring those, you bring them in as, I mean, God help us if they do an invasion angle with these guys. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're the new aces and eights. Oh, geez. Um, Yeah, I I just don't. uh, I don't think that's a viable option. Um, As far as the indie scene goes, I know a lot of people are going to be excited about Matt Seidel coming back wherever he goes, whether it's matches with Ricochet or Johnny Gargano or maybe Ring of Honor, maybe Ring of Honor with some of their younger talent, Adam Cole versus Evan Bourne uh, type deals or Matt Seidel now. Um, Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of options for him on the indie scene if he goes there. I don't know if Drew McIntyre is going to stick around in this country. Or no, not? I think he may just go to England. And he, wrestle. he he might go right back home. Sounds like Jinder Mahal will be around for a little while. He's sticking with the wrestling game for a little bit. Uh, I don't know how much main interest is going to be in him. Um, I think of all the guys on this list, he's the one that might be able to have a renaissance in a in a different form because he's young enough to be able to rebrand himself. And he's, I mean, he has talent. Sure. And Camacho, too. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. And at, uh, at one point, you can tell who they were high on before and who they were never high on. I mean, there's plenty of names in this list where they were just never going to be big things. But Jinder Mahal was signed in 2010. He's actually one of one with the uh, shortest tenure of the releases. Um, only spent a year in developmental. Came up, got a big push, uh, did the thing with Kali. Uh, he was getting wins. You call that a big push? Uh, well, I mean, he was getting... I wouldn't call it a big push. He had a magic turban. But it's bigger than some guys get when they first come in. Okay. Uh, he was he had, getting TV he had, time. He had a you know? character. Yeah. He had a character. Yeah. And, and the fact that he wasn't in developmental for three years before coming up, too, I think helps a little bit. But, uh, yeah, like I said, at 3MB, I they were more popular now than they ever had been, whether it's just people were liking the music or the act or they were finally on TV more and more. You know, they were getting over despite all the losses. I thought, you know, that's one of those goofy gimmicks that, you know, as it starts to get over, at one point you can flip the switch and make them, you know, if you could, if you could in, in WWE land, make a group vicious mm-hmm. and flip that switch, you could do that with 3MB. Yep. But you can't really do that in sports entertainment anymore. Like lock, you know, have the, have all four of them in a cage and have three of them just beat the crap out of Hornswoggle until he's a bloody mess. On our, <laughs> on our last show on Tuesday, Jeff, uh, yes. we had four of the seven Money in the Bank participants already named after Raw. Uh, we were going into the SmackDown tapings when we recorded, so we didn't know what was going to happen. You had predicted, I believe, Bray Wyatt, John Cena, and Rusev. Yes. As your final three. Whereas I was going with, I don't even remember. I just know it was neither of those three. <laughs> and yeah. as of our SmackDown tapings, it appears that Bray Wyatt is indeed in Money in the Bank, beating Dean Ambrose on the SmackDown tapings. 
for the spot. Uh, with him going in, I have to figure it's a lock that John Cena now goes in too to that match uh, to continue what their angle is and also have a big guy in the main event. Um, and you very well may be right on Rusev as the third guy too. I don't know who else you put in there based on who's in there currently. The only reason I think I'm going to be wrong on that one is because I think they're going to add that second ladder match. I think that's the one Rusev's okay. going to win. Um, I... Yeah, I didn't think Rusev would be my... If I could only pick one name, I think Roman Reigns is going in uh, to the Money in the Bank match. Because I feel like you're going to have Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose on the pay-per-view. And if Randy Orton's in Money in the Bank, there's nothing else for Roman to do. Because he's not going to wrestle Triple H on this show. Uh, So I can see Roman Reigns being that seventh guy in the title. And then maybe Triple H screwing him or Randy Orton and him kind of breaking off. Uh, And I can just see them putting some random underdog in there like... Kofi to do spots. Oh, I know who my third guy was. I was predicting Evan Bourne to be in the match, and I guess that's out the window. <laughs> no, this is when they'll, they'll re-sign him and bring him back. Right. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that one's out the window, and Mark Harris was going to be the referee for that one, so they got to change that again, too. Um, yeah, so Money in the Bank shaping up. Uh, we have not gotten an announcement of a second ladder match yet. If they're going to do it, they better do it on Monday's Raw, because there's not a lot of time left before the show. True. It's coming up at the end of this month. Uh, so you got to start building something. John Cena in the main event for the title in this Hold ladder on. match. Hold on. What? You know who might be the seventh guy in there? Who could be the seventh guy? Adam Kane. Rose? Kane. Oh, yeah. Kane could be. Kane's always around, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, he's always around. Mm. Yep. That that very well may be. Uh, Kane could be in there. Because um, Daniel Bryan's not around. That's true. I don't know. For some reason, I just feel like him being kept off Raw this Monday meant that they're just going to wait until after Money in the Bank to do anything with him again. Okay. That's just me. I'm not... That's just my guess, I should say. It's a legitimate guess. It it could be legitimate, yeah. Um, John Cena in the main event on the show. The show is taking place in Boston. Um, I know we talked about Randy Orton possibly winning this one. Uh, we talked about Cesaro, maybe if they want to go that roundabout way. Um, I just, I feel like John Cena in this match means he's taking it. Yeah. We'll do a Money in the Bank prediction show the week before the actual pay-per-view, but if I had to pick right now who's winning that one, place a bet, I would put my money on John Cena. I would as well. Yep. That's how it goes sometimes. Injuries happen and John Cena just takes advantage right there. Let's get that stock price back up. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. John Cena is your champion again. Um, I was going to ask... We we kind of talked about this, uh, you know, who should be worried. Like, we asked Chris if there was a name that he was surprised didn't get cut since they were cutting so many guys. He mentioned the guys who had been around for a while, and one name that popped up that I was thinking was Damian Sandow uh, because there's no real direction, it seems, for him. I, I guess it's good news that Damian Sandow was not on this list today. They're going to give him a little bit more of a chance. And one possible good thing to come out for this is my prediction, prediction is still alive. Oh, man, I knew this. My prediction of Sandust is still alive. Yeah, every, you know, every day that passes, Jeff, I think this is happening more and more. Okay, well, I mean, Sandow has that Charlie Haas gimmick of the week thing of death that's going on, so... I'm surprised he wasn't cut. I'm still surprised Brad Maddox wasn't cut. 
Yeah, that one, uh, especially after the angle they've been doing, it seemed like this would have been perfect timing, but uh, keep on hanging on, Brad Maddox. Mm-hmm. Brad Max uh, gets released. The show ends, and I give up wrestling. Uh, consequences. Creed wasn't given shown yeah. the door. Oh sure, yeah. Um, or sorry, uh, what's, Xavier Woods. Xavier but, Woods. But Xavier Woods fits the uh, fits the mold, if you will, of an NXT guy who's who's now had what about six, eight months on the road on the main roster, and really hasn't. He's probably gone down from when he debuted. Yeah, seemed like definitely. a perfect guy for a trajectory to just be done with. Um, See when Xavier Woods started with WWE. Uh, I get, I can't say it's been more than two years, right? I'd, it's either 2010 or 2011, I believe. All right. WWE started in July of 2010. So he's just coming up on his second year. So he's probably still got one more to go before his contract even runs out. Wait a sec. He, you say he started in 2010 and you say it's his second year. It's 2014. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I said it 2010 and I was thinking 2012. Because okay. I, I still, in my mind, had that only two years in. But yeah, I guess he's been around for longer than I thought. Four years now. Yeah. Wow. Where does the time go? It's all a blur. The time flies. And we're not having fun. That's the odd part. <laughs> well, these 11 uh, gals and guys are not having fun. True. Today, anyway. Although, Kurt Hawkins and JTD are trying to have their best and most fun with it. Um mm-hmm. Good for Kurt Hawkins. I know he's got his wrestling school going, so he should be okay. Um, Brutus, Brutus Clay was a little bitter. Yeah, I mean, but he—I think he had a right to be. I think I think that that's I think that's righteous anger on his part. He got himself over with the dancing gimmick, which probably was the best thing to ever happen to him because I the monster thing just—I didn't feel it was going to work for him. So it's a good thing he got longevity out of that. He got right. a gimmick that he can come back with. Uh, as I mentioned, I think I. It's like a Eugene or like any of those, you know, Scotty Too Hot is a good example. Oh, it's good for that occasional Royal Rumble pop. Oh, sure. But, but hey, all you have to do is get in the door and maybe Vince sees he's in a good mood and says, let's sign this guy again. But you know what I'm saying? If they decide to do that, that, that kind of snarky DVDs that they used to do with guys they release where they go, well, we gave him the ball. And he just didn't run with it. You know, we give guys the opportunity. You know, you get that storyline going on certain things about when, when you talk about talent being released and you just hear that BS crap and you just go, you know, really he was going to run, run with the ball after you've basically changed both of his gimmicks. He was going to run with it. That's yeah. what he was going to do. The deal was uh, Rusev coming on and working so far was a negative for Brodus clay because Rusev is much better in every facet. There's a guy you just reminded me. I'm surprised Mojo wasn't cut. Yeah, okay, yeah, it looks like they're still giving him uh, time. He's had quite the winning streak so far in NXT after his demolishing at the hands of Rusev. Yeah, um, yeah if you would have told us during TakeOver that in a month they're going to release a whole bunch of dudes, you would have felt like that was basically the end of him on that TakeOver squash by Rusev. Yeah, a month ago, if you had told me, okay, uh, Mojo would have been on that list, Alicia Fox would have been on that list because the way she was destroyed. Yeah. Uh, Maddox, because of the way he was unceremoniously kicked out of there. Uh, there's someone else. Maybe Layla. CJ Parker? Yes. Um, yeah, just, you know, maybe even, God forbid, Jack Swagger. Mm-hmm. Jack Swagger looked to be on his way out for a bit, too. 
Yeah, Jack Swagger hanging around. Um, you know, got the win on Raw this week, so maybe they're thinking again of something to do with him. No, but, they're, they're, they, the, the Zeb character's over. Yeah. That's all. Good for Zeb, because he's lasted way longer than I thought he would have. Oh, so ditto, but... But it also indicates a problem in that, you know, you have these guys that you want to build the stars, but both like he and Cesaro have the issue where their manager is more over than he is. Rusev is starting to get this problem now with Lana, I think, because they're not they're not making him NXT Rusev. They really do have to get him just that NXT. What he showed on TakeOver needs to be shown on Raw at least once. Do it other, soon, other, please. Otherwise, otherwise we're going to get rid of Rusev just to also put a little strain on the relationship behind mm-hmm. the scenes and make Lana like GM or special assistant to a McMahon or some dumb thing like that. Kurt Hawkins' uh, Jersey Championship wrestling matches, by the way, are this weekend. He's wrestling on Friday and Saturday. So tomorrow and the next day. Who's, that, he, who's, he, who's he wrestling? That did not take long. Oh, um, D- Danny Demento. Danny Demento, I think, on one of the shows. For all I know, um, he's on a card with Val Venus, so I wouldn't be shocked if they do Val Venus and Kurt Hello, Hawkins. ladies. Yeah, Sorry. you never know. Um, Jersey Championship Wrestling, check that out if you want to see Kurt Hawkins. Mm-hmm. If you want to see Evan Bourne coming up, uh, be anywhere in the U.S. or Japan, <laughs> and you may see him at uh, some point. Um, that's going to do it for this impromptu show with all the news happening. Uh, maybe the biggest surprise of the day that is that it happened on a Thursday and not a Friday. Yes. Yeah, that's a little odd for... Uh, before we go, before we go, before yes. we go, pl- plug the feed. Yes. If you want to automatically subscribe to our show and not have to worry about clicking on each link every time a show comes out, uh, we do have the automatic RSS feed right now, so you can subscribe to it, put it in iTunes or any of your uh, podcast programs, and each new episode will be delivered to you. You can check out the feed at shakethemropes.com or on our Twitter at shakethemropes. Uh, we'll have it up there for you, so you can place that right into iTunes and get every episode, including this one, mere seconds after it's uploaded. So uh, check that out, and we'll have more information. Uh, Jeff, thank you for uh, dodging all those California crazies to mm. get here on time for us to discuss the bad news of the day. If you like us, tell your friends. If you hate us, tell your enemies. Yeah, just tell people. Let's... Let's join in, and maybe the next time we have a call-in show, we'll get uh, more people kind of coming in and giving their thoughts, uh, especially on something like this. I'm sure there's a ton of people out there who had thoughts on those who were released. So we'd like to get your input on that. And uh, next week, we might have something uh, for you to put your input on. We're going to be coming up on Raw. We'll see if any of these guys show up on Slammiversary. I don't think it's going to happen, but you never know. They're Uh, all going to be members of the Bullet Club. Maybe Knox just decides to throw Crazy Steve and all these other peoples out of his group, and his new group just consists of Brodus Clay and Oksana. Mm. Oksana seems to me the biggest one. Like She's a lock to get out of wrestling, I think. Escorting? Uh, whatever she does. I think she's out of wrestling. She's. I was surprised she's 32 years old. I didn't realize she was um, older than JTG for sure. But that was just me. That's our show. Uh, Jeff, thanks again. And if you want to catch us up at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter or ShakeThemRopes.com, we'll see you next week, guys. Have a good week. In a world of one million.
Wrestling Podcast, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and and me, Matt Kuhn, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.